0: I'm Derek, one of the hosts of Return to Oswald. Return to Oswald is a podcast about the iconic HBO show Oz. And we started it quite simply because my friend Brandon has never seen a single episode and we loved living through its horror. Scar, Brandon, and myself get together every Tuesday and discuss this show episode by episode, season by season. We have great conversations and nothing gets held back we respect each other too much to lie and we talk about how absurd this show really is when you look back at it like how long is the time frame in oz people are getting executed within like 3 days of getting there and why do they show people if they're just going to kill them within 8 minutes that did happen and why hire so many rappers to play bit roles is there a quota why is there a direct pipeline between this show, The Corner, and The Wire? Oh, and The Sopranos. We didn't forget about y'all. Also, how does Adebisi's hat stay on? Why didn't anybody ever notice he had a CD player in his drawers? And why won't they put cameras up in that gym? These are all questions we talk about and more. So, check us out. Go to linktree backslash HBO RTO to find our latest episode. You can also just type us into your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for checking us out. That's me. Fucking role model.
1: Scary Ghost. Creepy Serial Killers. All things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. Hey creepsters, I'm Barry Marino. I'm Philip Landry. And this is a special bonus episode of Open Shutters Goes to the Movies. You know, Philip and I were talking, we we're thinking about spinning off Open Shutters Goes to the Mute movies into its own Format its own thing, its own podcast.
2: Yeah, we'd still keep it to the theme, but we haven't decided yet. We haven't decided, but we would keep to the theme that we have in the regular show. Would still be the theme in the movie. But
1: I'd kind of like to be able to re- be able to review all types of different movies. I'd love to do Breakfast at Tiffany's.
2: Why do you do that with somebody <laughs> else? I want to do creepy shit. You know, I mean, we do creepy I shit, want all creepy shit. But I don't want to have three podcasts. You know.
1: Anyway, it doesn't have to all be creepy. Commit shit. to this one It does not have
2: to be all
1: creepy shit, Philip. It can be
2: That's creepy. me, I'm all creepy shit, okay. You don't like other kind of movies? I'm okay with certain others, but not everything. What about, I, some I of I'm the more cla- about creepy movies uh-huh. classics and things like that? I don't know. I know I know somebody would be better for that. Well anyway, we who I know I know somebody I won't pick the name on air, but you know who I speak of. Oh,
1: you're talking about? Okay, I know, I know who you mean. It's the Virgo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he. Very actually, well, very he well. Actually, heard. would be good with that. We'd have to do a remote since he lives like a thousand miles away. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can ask him. He yeah, like, I could. He might be. He might But be I still want to do
2: the creepy shit with. him. Yeah, anyway, so oh,
1: uh, well, this one's a creepy one. This is. Uh, <laughs> This coincides with our open road Hollywood homicide. uh, Highway, highway homicide. Death on the open road. This is a Hollywood homicide. This is a Hollywood homicide because it's a film, it's a movie, and this is a two thousand one film called Joyride. It was directed by John Dahl. Written by J.J. Abrams, you know him of uh, like he's written a lot of different oh, TV shows and stuff. Oh gosh, everything. And Clay Tarver, and it's starring Steve Zahn, Paul Walker, Lily say Sobieski. How you Sobieski. Sobieski. and um, vocals by Ted Levine of Buffalo Bill Fame from. Yep. Buffalo Bill from, from Silence of the Lambs. But we only hear his voice. We don't see him. So our movie opens where a um, young man by the name of uh, Lewis Thomas is talking to his girlfriend, uh, uh, Vanna Wilcox. Play, uh, Lewis is played by Paul Walker, the late, great Paul Walker. And uh, Lee Lee plays Vanna. And he gets this uh, this phone call while he's on the road. He's supposed to pick up Vanna, and are supposed to go, what is it, like a spring break trip or something? Yeah. And he has to go to Salt Lake City pick up his really, really screwed up older brother. Right. <laughs> Fuller, played by Steve Zahn.
2: I love Steve Zahn, though.
1: Yeah, he's been arrested again. he's, like guess, like, like, like really uh, a problem child from the word go. And so they go to the gas station and he goes and he buys, first of all, he buys, before he goes to pick up Fuller, he buys this really cool 1971 Chrysler Newport. You know that all these movies, they always have to have a car from the 60s or the 70s, sometimes the 80s. But they always had <laughs> yeah. these older
2: cars. What? But I mean, the older cars were built well. I mean, it goes back to that real era of the auto making and the auto work and the real quality of the craftsmanship. Yeah, then, then you know, it's all Detroit machinery. Yeah. I mean, that's... that was
1: before Honda and, and Kia and Toyota and all that. It's back when people
2: made vehicles, not machines.
1: Yeah, you know, sometimes we, get real. You know, I used to have an abstract. <laughs> Uh, I used to apply these abstract thinking to cars, and they had faces, like the eyes were the you know with the headlights and the grill with the teeth. Right. And like, oh, um, well, like Christine, the, the, I always thought the the those Plymouths from fifty fifty seven and fifty eight had an angry looking face. So they pro you really chose to do when well, they chose that fifty eight Plymouth. That is a scary car. <laughs> Beautiful car but it's a scary car. Yeah. I could believe it is a monster car. I like to do that movie sometimes too. Maybe when we spin off and we don't have to really keep in with a certain theme all the time. Why are you hating on my themes? There's no such thing as too Why much. Are you my th- Why are you hating on my theme? Why you hating on my themes? Because I'm not hating on your themes. i just like to kinda of branch a little bit, you know, do something different.
2: We are gonna branch. You gotta give it a moment. Yeah, but
1: it doesn't have to say it's the same theme as what we run in on the on the regular podcast. Yeah, you know, we can do different things, you know. Anyway, you delight in chaos, huh? You delight it's not in- chaos. I'm
2: picking at you. It's not <laughs>
1: chaos, but it, I'm. I got to There's a such thing as being too too much structure. Anyway, getting back to our movie. Wow. See, that wasn't any structure at all. Was <laughs> So he goes to a gas station and he has a CB radio installed. Do you remember those, or were you were you even born when they were popular? Oh come on, I I grew up still knowing about all this. Okay. They were popular back in the '70s. They were really. I'd say their their um the peak of their popularity would have been around 1976 when that song Convoy came out.
2: Yeah, but I mean, they still had an allure going. They even have a movie
1: version with Chris Christopherson an Allie McGraw of Convoy. And so, um, he has a CB radio, that, which truckers still use. They don't You really use so much. What was the
2: brand? They said the brand. Wasn't it like a Cherokee something? Or was it Cobra? Cobra was a big No, brand. no, it was Cherokee something. I forget what it was. I forget what the brand was, but anyway. Yeah, they showed the brand of the radio, yeah. He so has a CB like...
1: radio installed, and they begin listening to the ch- truckers talking and everything, and then Fuller co- coaxes Lewis into playing a tr- prank on a trucker named Rusty Nail. That was the voice of Ted Levine. Yes. And, uh, and he asked him to pretend to be a woman named Candy Cane. Candy Cane. That's kind of ironic because Ted Levine played this, this psycho transgender in uh, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. It was totally against type. indeed. So anyway... Lewis is, you know, he's he, he he's doing this. It doesn't sound like a woman's voice to me. It sounds like a man trying to be a woman, and he sets up a meeting in the in a hotel in Wyoming, and Lewis and Fuller spend the night. Now, um, when Fuller is in the box office, he sees this really nasty guy. I mean, this real garbage guy, and he gets really you know racist. he, he makes racist remarks to the. Indian clerk, and he's just really a total, total, asshole. Wasn't he a total dick? Douchebag. Douchebag. So, Fuller gets a bright idea to play a trick on Rusty Nail, and have Lewis pretending to be Candy Cane tell him to meet at the guy's room. And they sit are right. in the room right next door. So they're listening, you know, they're waiting for midnight, Rusty Nail shows up, they hear commotion in the next room, and... Then nothing. Oh, yeah, and he brought that pink champagne. Yeah, you? the pink champagne. Told him to bring cheap pink champagne. <laughs> that figures up in the thing later in the story. So, anyway, um, they hear the scuffle, and then, and then it's the quiet. Yeah. So, next morning, there's police all around. Yep. It turns out that they found this guy on the highway with his lower jaw ripped off. And Lewis said, they told the sheriff what they did. And, of course, the sheriff gets, you know, he kind of... Um, He kinda chides them over it but doesn't they don't really get in any trouble. They even take him
2: to the hospital and they see the guy. Yeah, they took him
0: yeah,
1: I think it's scaring him. So they get back on the road and they hear Rusty Nail again and he's still looking for Candy Cane. Still looking for Candy Cane. And then Lewis finally reveals to him that he's Candy Cane and the guy. So Rusty Nail demands an apology, but Fuller tells him he's a dick and an asshole and a psycho and Mm So then he then uh, says, well, you know, you should get your taillight fixed. You see, earlier, a cop had pulled him over and told him his taillight was out. That's how they knew Rusty Dale was right behind them. So they, they, go, they go to the nearby gas station, and they try to contact the sheriff, and they see the uh, truck pull into the gas station. They scream and flee the scene, and the truck starts chasing them. And he chases them, and they, 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 they wind up getting cornered into this, like, little gate kind of thing. And it turns out that the trucker was an ice driver, and, he you know, driver of an ice truck, and he was bringing Lewis back his credit card. Yeah, he had left his left, credit card you know. at the gas station. So they're relieved when a big old 18-wheeler comes and just plows right into the ice truck.
2: Oh, no. Probably spli- killing, splice-
1: the, killing the ice truck guy.
2: Yeah. At least spliced it in half, it looked like.
1: And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so then he uh, he drives away and he, he and he tells him that it's, you know ha ha ha. He finally apo- full finally apologizes to him and he goes. He drives away, saying his actions are simply a joke. He's Joe. He's he's, he's, he's like, getting even with him. So they go to the University of Calo- Colorado and they pick up Vanna, played by Lily Sabrowski. Did I say that right? Lily's. Sab- Sebeski. Uh, Sebeski. And they stop in the motel, South. and Lewis falls asleep, and Rusty Nail calls the room, revealing that he has noticed that Viana has joined them. So he's going by, he's saying, like, oh, you yeah, didn't I thought tell there was no girl, were no girls. I thought there girl no I thought
2: there was no girl,
1: yeah. So when they uh, leave the hotel, Rusty Nail contacts them again, and they hear a girl crying and screaming, and it turns out it's Vienna's friend Charlotte. And then he, do, he, and then he directs them to a cornfield where they split up and there's this big old scene where the truck is chasing them through the cornfield, which is pretty scary.
2: Do you find that a little bit creepy? That, no, that was. That, I did love how there was just that great little, like, the little ravi- irrigation ravine or whatever yeah, that was. Yeah, they jumped they, in that in the truck road. That little thing there they could just jump and in and the, the truck would go over them, yeah. Yeah, went right over them without realizing it. Wasn't that lucky. <laughs> well, for then, yeah.
1: So, uh, Rusty Dale then sets up another meeting, and he winds up kidnapping Vanna. He winds up, he winds up get, grabbing her. Oh, yeah,
2: he grabs her in the cornfield,
1: yeah. So, he they, he grabs her in the cornfield, and then he sends them a um, a message telling them that to meet him in, a, in another motel in room 17. But he doesn't give them the motel, he just gives them the town. Oh, sorry everybody uh we were just interrupted by Alba Raz uh, something about a candy machine at work uh didn't mention it earlier but um our uh, Raz is now working with me at the adult video place yes and he wanted a picture of a candy machine that we put we' we're, we're installing in there they slinging that smut yeah
2: now yes. where were we on the movie? Okay, okay. Well, they he had abducted Venom from the cornfield, and then you and he told them, and, and, and that's where I was just slightly correct. Oh, he told them to go no, here. He didn't give them the motel though. I was just correcting that for you. He gave him only the town, said the room number, but not the motel. He wouldn't to the motel, which that's important. Go ahead, tell them why. That's so why. that so so anyway,
1: they go and run to the different motels, the room seventeen. Different people going, who the fuck are you? What the fuck are you doing? People laughing you? at him, everything. Laughing at him. Oh, we left out the naked part. Oh, that was earlier. Yeah, we left out the part where he makes them, in order to let the girl go, he makes them go into a diner naked, the two boys. Yeah. And order six hamburgers each. Each. And of course, the owner of the. Uh, of, of the I knew it was something It seemed like we were just, we were going, Yeah, you know, something was missing. And I just realized. We like, have bad memories. <laughs> plus, what I'm um, basing my notes on, on this Wikipedia page, doesn't even mention it. So, anyway, they go to the, uh, they go there and they do that. I don't know. Did he want up letting the girl go? What happened to Charlotte? Did they even say?
2: At the end, we'll talk about Charlotte. Charlotte didn't show up until the end.
1: Oh, okay. She will show
2: up till the end. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll help you with that. So
1: anyway, right now where we are, they're going around all kinds of motel rooms at room 17. And finally, he, what he has is he, he has Vanna tied up and he has a shotgun rigged to where when the door opens, it shoots her.
2: Yeah.
1: A double barrel shotgun. Yeah. And... There's all kinds of suspense here. All kinds of Hitchcockian suspense.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of Hitchcock. Yeah, they're going in door the doors door. and they're going into one door and we thinking it's the one that's going to shoot Vanna and it's a totally different room. Turns out she's actually in room 18 of this hotel. Well, which
2: is actually the reverse of what happened earlier when they were in 18 and he and they they sent him to 17. Yeah, yes, yes, so he yes, did the yes, reverse. Yes.
1: yes. So anyway, They go, they find the back thing. What's it? Fuller finds uh, the back window and he's trying to go in. And of course, Rusty Nail's there. And it's not Ted Levine physically, Ted Levine's only the voice.
2: Oh my God, I just thought of something crazy. I have to mention it. The numbers just hit me 17 and 18. Think about that. About life-wise. When you go from 17 to 18, yeah, you become being a mother, uh, no, become, yeah. What kind of metaphor was that shit?
1: I don't know.
2: You you, you see that now. That yeah. changes your
1: whole perspective. And, yeah, I
2: think Lily uh,
1: Sorboski. <clears throat> I'm never going to pronounce that girl's name right. Lily Sobieski. Sobieski. Lily Sobieski. sobieski. Lily Sobieski, I think, was only 17 when she filmed it, and she turned 18 during the filming. Oh, that's even so bizarre. So that might be what, what, what happened. There's there. a
2: lot of bizarreness there with the numbers, yeah. So, um,
1: you know, they find the room she's in. Rusty Nail goes to the into the lobby of this hotel and reports dead bodies at this motel. And the police say, what's your name? And he just hangs up on them. So, you know, the police are coming. So what happens is um, Vanna is locked up, is is tied up with saran wrap, her hands behind her back, and tape around her her, her face, and uh, that thing is rigged. And the cops show up. Well, Well, not, not but not before he throws he throws Fuller out, and a big rusty nail goes through his
2: leg. Yeah, yeah, well, because he grab he grabs it, and then he like he grabs him through the window. Because uh-huh. we remember, Steve and Fuller was and in and it's the, a rusty nail. Goes oh through no, play. that was that was like ah, I
1: felt it. I yeah, felt it. especially a rusty nail because you know all kinds of germs Ugh. and everything are all over. I that. felt the pain. And so, um, at some point, Lewis comes. He goes into the thing as the cops are getting ready to go into the room where Vanna is. And he, he manages to knock her chair over before the gun goes off. But the cops are going to arrest him. But Fuller is out there and there's a truck coming towards him to kill him. So Lewis runs out, gets him loose from the rusty nail, and they move over the truck goes through the motel.
2: Oh, yeah. But wild. the
1: cops have been shooting, so, you know, they they pretty much killed Rusty Nail, or so they think. Yeah. So, so, so. Well,
2: the movie ends. What did they say happened to Charlotte? Okay, so, so, they do find, they do find a body uh, of, of a man in the front. It's yeah. Like, or whatever. And then... In the back, like in, I guess in that little area, you know, where like they sleep, yeah. they could see her laying down, like tied up and bagged. But or she's whatever. alive. But she's alive. Okay. Oh, yeah, like like the, the, the episode we just right. recorded exactly. with the truck
1: stop killer. So she
2: yeah. was back there, so they're able to get her. But go ahead and tell them the ending. So, anyway,
1: there are no, the, you know, uh, Fuller's in, in, in the ambulance, and uh, both uh, Vanna and Lewis have some injuries and everything. And they ask him who was, you know, who he was. And they said his name's Jones, and he drives an ice truck in Wyoming. And kind of like, as a little a little red flag comes up to, you can kind of see on Paul Walker's face. That's how like this little red flag goes up. He says an ice truck in Wyoming, and then. The CB radio comes in. There's Rusty Nail, yeah, and Rusty Nail he got away. So the
2: man who was dead in the front was actually that the guy that was the, the nice guy that yeah, was the returning, returning the car. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Charlotte was and and um and Rusty Nail still out there. Rusty Nail still out there, and there are there two sequels. And Rusty Nail still out there in both sequels. They're both uh, director video. I actually never saw either one of them because I didn't think they were going to be nearly as good as the original. Now, um, what did you think? I thought it was a pretty good movie. Oh, yeah. Very suspenseful. Um, let's look at some of the performances. Um, Steve Zahn. What you thought of Steve Zahn?
2: I always... Okay, okay. Steve Zahn... Okay, I, I always have had a crush on Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn, even if he does a horror film, there's just a certain le- level of levity and humor and things that he brings to any performance. Yeah, he's always yeah, yeah. He's He brings like a um, yeah. He, he kind of he,
1: he's kind of like he's a bright side. He does a really good comedy relief, but
2: he's not a bad dramatic actor. Oh, he's either. actually a great actor, and and, and that's it and that's what I'm actually liking. I think we're moving away. I don't know if you've noticed this uh, and have appreciated this, but as we're moving through time, the clear cut line between what we think is dramatic acting and comedic acting is really getting blurred. Yeah. And I'm okay with that cuz that's fucking life. And Steve Zahn is definitely one of those people that can actually go either way with it.
1: Now um a tragic person, uh, the late Paul Walker, he was um he went a late he later went on to to greater fame with the Fast and Furious films. And several other films. And
2: this and this movie had a lot to do with setting him up for
1: that. Yeah, because yeah, this was kind of like his big breakout role. It's ironic how that he died in the car accident, and I know his biggest movies had to do with cars, you yeah. know, Fast and Furious movies and this one. Yeah, and um, it's a shame he, you know, we lost him. He was only forty years old. He had a lot of lead man years ahead of him because with a man, forty years old is still young for an actor. For some strange reason, it's old to an actress.
2: And they really did, I mean, I know some of you don't like always the comparison, but he really did have a classic Hollywood look to him.
1: Yeah, he's been compared to James Dean, especially with the way he died and everything. Yeah. But,
2: but I mean you really look at it, he really has even a classic style of acting. Like, if you watch this movie, you'll notice his form of act. like, each one a very different, but they all work together, you know? The yeah. person, but they're all very different, say, in their type of acting. And I find him as a very class. he was a very classic kind of actor. Um, Lee's so busy, right? Okay, like we see steve zahn bringing the levity to something lily sobieski always seems to bring the gravity of the situation to the world and she's the most grounded of the actors right like like it's like when you feel you need that sense of like you need to have a wake-up call in the like she brings it she really brings that sobriety to the situation like this is what's going on like, like you even feel like she's making the other two uh, characters, like with this character, she's making the other two characters feel like, y'all fucked up, okay? <laughs> but this yeah. is what we have to do now, okay?
1: Now, uh, also, there's some alternate footage. There's a 29-minute long alternate ending and four other short alternate endings. I guess they're on the uh, DVD. And the main one features Rusty Nail's shotgun suicide have him suicide and bodies found in the poli- by the police in his trailer and one f- f- uh, featured Rusty Nail being arrested and another being beaten in a fight with both with, with both Thomas's brothers and another where he is blown up on this truck another one saw Rusty Nail get f- run over by his own truck the ending featured in the actual theatrical cut of the film is the only one where Rusty Nail lives and there are numerous deleted scenes. There's an alternate ending where the Rusty's truck explodes and you see the water tower uh, truck as
2: it burns. But I think this ending that was kept in the, mo- the actual movie well, was I the best. able to do those, th- and they were able to do the sequels. They wouldn't have been able to do the sequels. Yeah. No, but I like it just, okay, if y'all really watch that, the way the Rusty No character's taken, the fact that you, for most of the movie, don't even really even see him, and then when you do see him, you don't really get to see his face at first. That was very hitchcock Then when you do see his face, it's in darkened glimpses or quick quick shows on a frame, but that's it. And so the, the limited exposure of what he looks like visually on film being that limited makes it creepier. Because what it does, what it does for the viewer, if we... Think about the psychological if we can see the face of the killer we're going to try to find a way to humanize them if we don't see them they stay as a monster in our mind and that's really that really actually i give that so much credit on the on on the filmmaking oh here's another thing they they um they were they
1: they weren't sure whether they wanted to have a uh, Vanna have, have, be romantically involved with Fuller or or Lewis. So they shot romantic scenes with both of them, but they decided to leave, to, to cut both of them. And that gives her a kind of like, you never know who, you don't know who she...
2: Well, the weird part is, is they allude, they allude to the possibility midway they, that kind of, at that one hotel right after they, before, right when they kind of have picked up Vena. this is right before the thing and she's in her own room and all and mm-hmm. and, and Fuller goes to, they allude there's an alluding at that hotel that there could be a possibility of some interest or some chemistry on both sides with that with them the only problem is i feel like the movie finishes with her clearly with um lewis so. yeah i think so too
1: okay so the joy ride opened theatrically on october 5th Uh, 2001 in 2497 venues it earned 7.3 million in its open weekend and then ranked number five in the u.s box office by the end of its run it had grossed 22 million in the u.s and 14.7 million overseas for a worldwide total of 36.6 million and um, on a on Rotten Tomatoes, a review aggregator, how do you pronounce that? The film has a 74% approval rating based on 114 reviews with an average rating of 6.6, of one out of 10. And it, the website's critics say it's a well-constructed B movie thriller. Joyride keeps up the necessary level of tension and chills. Critics also like Zahn's performance. The goofball older brother, and on uh, Metacritic, the film has weighed an average score of 75 out of 100 based on 31 critics, inciting generally favorable reviews, and the 2 C, uh, and an average grade of B+ plus on an A+ plus to F scale, and the two sequels, Joyride 2 in 2 uh, Dead Ahead in 2008. And Joyride three Roadkill in two thousand nine. Now, okay, we're going to rate it. Uh, how many shutters do you give? Open? Uh, do you give a Joyride? out of five.
2: Four out of five. I actually decently dec- yeah. enjoyed it. What about you?
1: Yeah, I'd say four out of five. Also, the acting was really good. The um, the acting was really good. the The, the suspense was excellent. The production value, yeah, they, they used all the and tools, yeah, to do it. Not seeing Rusty Nail, but hearing <laughs> Ted Levine's voice—that
2: is probably the biggest was, props for the movie. Was it was because
1: Ted Levine did a really good job doing in providing that voice. Oh yeah, and because he has a scary voice. Oh yeah, yeah, he has a really, really creepy kind of voice. So anyway, I would say. um you can follow us on Twitter at a Shuthers, on Instagram at open podcast. Our Facebook business page is open Shutters a creepy podcast. Our um, our Facebook group is the official page for open a creepy podcast. Our patron, which we have three tiers of of support, answered Frank. The entry level, which is $5 a week, $5 a month. The Axeman, which is $10 a month. That's our mid-level. And our premium is $25 a month. It's the most pricey, but you get the most good shit from it. That's www.patreon.com forward slash open shutters. Uh, uh, you want to email us? We'd we you know we'd like to be emailed with a certain amount of um. Of different types of uh, ideas. I'd even like, you know, what I'd like to get. I'd like to get some listener tales. I'd like to do a whole episode of stories that our listeners send to us. Ooh, that would be nice. Yeah, because there's so there's some other podcasts that do that, and it's it's pretty interesting. I would like to see, you know, you guys, you have a paranormal story or a brush with a, a serial killer, you know. Or any kind of problems, you know. Uh, stories kind of like my, um, something like my, my ghost cab story is probably classic. I was even thinking about sending that in as a listener tale for, at another podcast. Oh, yeah. Even though we, we covered it on this podcast. So anyway, uh, yeah, we'd like to hear from you. It's openshutters at yahoo.com. It's openshutters at yahoo.com. And we really would like you guys to go to our Apple page and review us on Apple. Give us a nice rating, and even if you don't like us and think we suck, still review us, and we will read all the reviews on the air, on on the podcast. So, this was a really short one. We, 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 we clocking in at, at just about a half hour. So anyway, oh, <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the view on the open shutters.
2: But don't fall out the window onto a rusted nail unless you want to go get a fucking tetanus shot from the hospital.
1: Yeah, unless you're a, a creepy tr- truck driver. Oh, or that. Yeah, you, you you can, you can
2: you can, you can fall on all the rusted nails. So uh, next week, what are we reviewing next week? Uh, oh, movie. We're gonna be doing road games. Road games. That's a classic. A classic. And we're going to be looking also at the, uh, like we mentioned before, we're going to be doing on the regular episode, The Freeway Killer, William Bonin. So uh, tune on in and
1: don't fall out that window now. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.
3: Hey, do you have a podcast? Or maybe you're just thinking about starting a podcast? Well, I am Chris from Podtastic Audio, and here I show you tips and tricks on how to make your audio sound the best it possibly can with the gear you already have. With two years of experience on The Chris and Christine Show, creating the finest audio I possibly can make, I will show you the tips and tricks I have used on that show to make the audio sound fantastic. So if you have any podcast-related questions to your audio, you always can email me at podtasticaudio at gmail.com, like this guy here did. His name is Joe. Joe writes in from the (laughs) cast. Hey, Chris, when we all sit down together to record our episode, our audio is too low and it has a lot of echo in the recording. How do we make our show sound better? Well, Joe, is the microphone you're using rhyme with the name Betty? And is that microphone in the same room with you? I'd start with that stuff first. And for more podtastic audio information, you can go to anchor.fm slash podcast audio and you keep on making your amazing podcast.